Welcome, weary travelers. You are just in time for another episode of the For Crits and Giggles podcast. I'm Kieran Bennett, your dungeon master for this tale, and your brave heroes this evening are Aguilan Newman, Konichiwa, Kieran Sun, Sam Clark, <laughs> and Nick Chong. Nehal, Kieran. Uh, really combining two languages there, eh? <laughs> just flexing on us now. Jesus. Yeah, I was oh, wow. disappointed Sam didn't say anything, and you know. Oh, that could have been. Like Nepalese or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true, true. Salam alaikum. Nice. Marhaba. Uh, so welcome, everybody. We are for Chris and Giggles. We're a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast. We play D&D, we record it, and then you listen to it. Nick Chan. Hi. This week, uh, there was a big ass fire next to my work. Uh, we all had to be evacuated um, and just like all the toxic smoke leaked into my brain. And I forgot what happened last week. So can you remind me? What happened last week? After a grueling trial in the Starlet Rock, having learned how to retrieve the Golden Blade but failing to actually do so, our heroes were in need of rest. Utilizing the one free day provided to them by Ikana, our heroes returned to Fernshire briefly by way of the Great Lurker. Mordai and Mithras contemplated what had come before, unsure how to process the failure of the days prior. Mithras threw himself into his archery while Mordai trained himself in the blade with Roger. Poe, meanwhile, realized a long-held dream. Using free space in the house, he established the Blue Lotus, a tea house in the Kinharian style. What began as a serene, great-tasting ceremony quickly evolved into an absolute rage with the who's who of Fernshire in attendance. While the party raged, Mordai stepped away for some air. He then found himself face-to-face with Selimthur, god of disasters and disease. Salamthir was impressed with how Mordai had resisted the pull of Blightstar and had an offer for him. The god wished for him to join the plague merchants, high-ranking clerics of Salamthir. He explained that his clerics did not spread disease and misery, rather they used their knowledge to prevent them and provide relief. With Mordai's past experience of being judged for his appearance, Salamthir assumed Mordai would be sympathetic. The cursed god assumed correctly as Mordai accepted his offer. The next morning, after a raucous night, Mordai discussed the offer with his friends, even at one point calling on Selinthor again to negotiate the finer points. With a handshake, the deal was struck, and our hero's party was changed yet again. And now for the next episode of For a Crits and a Giggles. We'll join you guys shortly after where we kind of left off which was uh as as we just heard in your uh, in your sort of house moment of respite uh so we'll, we'll kind of flash forward a little bit in time and you and you've left that place you've uh, been transported back down to uh, terra firma so to speak back down onto the ground away from the starlet rock and away from uh where you guys were kind of hanging out and chilling uh before and you're now finally firmly on the road to Cranith the largest city in the south and your ultimate destination all this time uh but before we crack right into it uh we're just going to quickly go around the horn uh and we didn't cover it off last time but you all went up to level seven and you all got uh, a couple new things uh some more than others as we discussed before we started recording uh so nick we'll start off with you what did you get at level seven yay what I got for Christmas was something called evasion, meaning I can dodge out of the way of certain area effects, 
and whenever I am subject to an effect that allows me to make a dexterity saving throw, if I succeed, I take zero damage, and if I fail, I only take half. So that's something that you will all need to remind me that I have, because I will not use it. Yeah, nice. No, I, I figured that would be the case. <laughs> Sam, Samuel, Samuel, uh, what was what was Santa kind enough to bring you this year? Uh, he was kind enough to cuck me this this year because uh, he also got evasion. So um, for Christmas this year, Santa had sex with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was quite excited about it, but um, unless Nick and this is entirely within the realms of possibility, leveled up off the monk skill table, yeah. Duplicates this year. However, I did also get stillness of mind, oh. which allows me to uh, use an action to uh, end charmed or frightened on myself. You know, just meditate the bads away. Are we saying that Poe is as nimble as um, Mithras? He's a monk. You wouldn't believe the ways I can bend. <laughs> <laughs> I also would very quickly like to, at this point, make it canon with the approval of the party and the dungeon master that Biddle Dump runs my tea shop in my absence. Yes, it is approved. I'll allow it. Thank y'all. Uh, Justin, put put like a gong sound in there. As, as the, mo- the motion is passed. <laughs> it is approved. <laughs> Man, politics is easy. <laughs> Order. Order. Be a good boy. <laughs> uh, so uh, then finally, um, Gielan, what was Santa kind enough to stuff in your stocking this year? Well, Mordo was the best boy, so he got a whole box of Become a Fucking Cleric. Oh, yeah. Um, Whoa. That's exciting. I forgot about that. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cleric now, I guess. Nice. And that just changed a few things. Many things stayed the same. It's still wisdom. I got different saving throws, different, like proficiency things and a whole bunch of new spells i look exactly the same ah. except i don't have a stick anymore i have a really cool sword that evil sword yeah it's not evil nick you have like armor and stuff now though right uh, no i didn't actually get to do that <laughs> so <laughs> oh let's see how that plays out i was sort of hoping like the god you were talking to would like bible man you and give you like wow that is a Niche reference yeah, there. What? Um, Where did you pull that one from? Bible man? Wow. <laughs> you know, he had like the sword of truth. Like, Jesus? Yeah, no, it's. Yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah exactly. It was, exactly. It's exactly re, re, correct. Uh, Bible man. Wow. It was, yeah, it was uh, real, yeah, real big in, in the youth group uh, population of of my younger years. Um, and he had like. Uh, did, you, did you go to oh, youth group? Yeah, hell out. Um, what? No oh, way. Samuel. I had no idea. <laughs> And Jesus gave this, like, um, I'm pretty sure, like, registered sex offender, um, <laughs> like a whole bunch of, like, Bible verse based armor. It was, like, all purple and yellow. It looked really creepy. Yeah, it did. That's fucking. Can I, Karen? Yeah. <laughs> can we make this happen? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Why can not? I just, like, I have the power and just. Not only am I changing my class, but I am now Bible man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, let's, uh, we'll, 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 we'll chat about Bible Man's implementation I, into, this, <laughs> into this story. I was just going to talk to the lurker and try and, like, get some armor out of it, but Bible Man, though. If you could have Bible Man-based armor, like, when we got into fights, like, lightning came down and 
you had all of exactly. this. Exactly. Like, Holy wait, shit. Who's your god again? It's like poison or some shit. Salem Thur. Yeah. Yeah, that and like healing, I think. And Ooh, I, what, what would like, like Salem Thur shit. based armor be though? It would be like just boils <laughs> all over your body. <laughs> Anyway, Bible Man aside, uh, so that, well, that sounds cool. That, that all sounds like you guys got some really great, uh, some really great stuff. Obviously, Mordai got a little bit more than than, uh, than than the rest of you, but you know, it was the breaks. <laughs> it was the breaks. So the three of you are traveling down uh, down the southern road towards Cranoth. You feel like you're you feel like you're pretty close. You're, you're probably less than half a day away from uh, from the city proper, which is which is great because you've been traveling for about two and a half weeks uh, at this point, uh, and you know you are on something of a of a, of a, uh, a tight schedule here, uh, in that you you must discover uh, how to steal the golden blade to defeat uh, Bazgalub before the month's end. And as you travel down the road, uh, you see. Sitting underneath the trees, uh, the sun gently dappling through the through the leaves, uh, a man sitting on a rock, clad in black, enameled armor, covered in small spikes, and he has a like a, a, a sort of slightly torn black cloak and a spiked helmet on his head that like that covers his whole face uh, and in the middle uh, of the front of his helmet is this uh, dark purple glass porthole in the front uh, and this like sort of steam or smoke is gently drifting out of a grill in the front and he's got like a big bandolier of potions and a, and a wicked black sword uh, hanging at his belt and as you travel on down the road uh, he, he spots to because the road is like fairly well cleared so he he then stands up uh, and he strolls into the middle of the road like his, his hand is his hand is resting on his sword but not in like a, a threatening way but just in a very casual way uh, and and he waves uh I waves back he returns the wave uh, very heartily uh, and you you hear him yell out uh, and it's kind of it's it's muffled a little bit by the helmet but you can still hear him uh, and he and he and he yells out hello mordai hello hello mordai and friends uh hello have we met you know this guy friend uh, so you, uh, you 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 end up you approach him and so you're you're like basically right in front of him and the, the like this armor is very intense like the the these little potions look like wickedly evil and like just everything about this like whole getup just just screams like real dodgy very like black magic kind of thing uh, and as you as you come closer he says. No, no, you you don't know me at all, but I'm well aware of your presence, Mordai. Uh, my lord Salamthor has told me that you are one of us now, a, a fellow plague merchant, and well, any member of my esteemed organization is a friend of mine. And he sticks out a hand, and his glove is, like, covered in these, like, sharp, like, spikes and blades, and, like, it, it just, you know, and he, and he kind of looks down, and he goes, oh, um, my apologies, and he, and he pulls the glove off, and there's just, like, a pasty little hand underneath it, and he sticks out his hand for a handshake. Uh, yo, what I does, the secret Salem through handshake. <laughs> Please describe that handshake to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like a, a double slap, spin around, uh, pretend to sneeze, two-handed high five, clap. I like the idea that you actually just sneeze on cool. your hand and like 
<laughs> put your hands together like that would be the best way to spread disease so yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, cough yeah, yeah. in each other's face <laughs> how do I know you're legit <laughs> cough in my mouth cough in my mouth uh, yeah so, so, so you, uh, you you do your secret handshake uh, as, exactly as you just described and then he, he, he puts the gauntlet back on and he pulls off uh, the, the helmet uh, and it's sort of, like it comes off with like a you know like a hiss kind of thing like it's very dramatic uh, and underneath is this uh, sort of very kind of like shriveled looking old man he's probably just like well into his 60s and he has like this big fluffy mustache and like a little beard uh, he's like bald on top and he has like little spectacles and he says it's always very pleasant to meet a, a new member of the plague merchants and uh, I must say your companions are looking uh, rather strong and healthy just, lo- just like you are and uh, it is awfully good that I've managed to court catch you on the road at this point before you make it to Cranoth. Uh, Poe bows and just says, Poe. Oh, yes, right, of, of course. I, I, I often forget uh, pleasantries uh, in my line of work. You see, people aren't often interested in what my name is. Uh, and he uh, executes uh, a flawless Kinharian-style bow. Oh, shit! And he says, my name is... Zoth, but you may call me Zoth. I am an over-merchant for the plague merchants. Hello, Zoth. Good hail and well met to you as well. And uh, and he, he kind of puts the puts the helmet on the ground and he sort of like he does that thing where like if there's something in front of you that's like a little bit taller than the ground you sort of like lean on it so you're like kind of got like one leg up he's kind of like peacocking a little bit but at the same time like you don't find it that threatening because he's like a little old man. From inference, we can tell that Overmerchant is kind of like uh, is a relatively high rank in. Uh yeah, you, you, you feel you feel like it's a it's a it's a pretty high rank. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Zoth. Uh, sorry, I think we interrupted you as you were saying something. It sounded rather important. Uh, uh yes, yes. No, I I've I have been sent here by the leaders of the Plague Merchants to uh, firstly welcome you to the Plague Merchants. It is uh, awfully good oh, to have you. our. Uh, yeah, yes, it's awfully good to have our ranks growing in such a time of unrest and disaster. Uh, we we really need all the all the the good new blood that we can in, in our an organization such as ours. I feel that our services will be needed with uh, more 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 requirement than I've seen in a long time, and in these in the coming in the coming weeks and months. Uh, but I also come with a word of warning: you are headed to Cranoth, are you not? Uh, yes, that is true. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Krenoth, uh, not to be delicate about it, Krenoth is no longer a safe place. Uh, reports coming from city officials say that everything is normal and that the laws of Krenoth continue to be obeyed and the celebrations that keep the city running are continuing to be held, but neither myself nor any of my colleagues have heard from any members of the Lucky Reverie, the high priests of Antalya that host all of the parties in Cranoth and ensure that the city doesn't consume itself. Now, normally it's an issue that we can't get them to stop talking to us, so the fact that we haven't heard from them in several weeks is great cause for concern. Mm. So you don't, you don't know what is going on in there? No, not not entirely. But the uh, the official reports coming from the city are far too optimistic, far too ideal a picture for us to trust it. 
it gives us the impression that the the internal government of Cranoth has been compromised in some way. In addition to this, as I'm sure you're well aware, our Lord Salamthur is currently afflicted by the returning of one of his removed organs, and so there is a slight chance that there is an outbreak of red sickness to the south. And these two things combined led us to believe that Cranoth is not in the best of ways at the moment. Uh... Sorry, um, hey, uh, is there a bad guy uh, who would, who would corrupt the government? Uh, not that we are aware of, though the fact that we haven't heard from the Lucky Reverie at this point uh, doesn't particularly comfort me in, in, in such a way. They have always been, uh, how shall I put this delicately, they've always been a little bit flighty. A little bit unpredictable, but I suppose for the high-ranking worshippers of the goddess of luck, uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, it's in their nature. So you're going to, like, help us out then, or come with us, or...? <laughs> Would that I could, but I have received reports that a temple of crimson shears has also gone dark at the moment. We haven't received communication from them in several weeks. <gasps> <The> references. <laughs> so I am currently headed north to make my way there and investigate that temple and see what the situation is there. But I have to say... As much as I don't like to trust it, my gut is currently telling me that I will not find good news. Probably a hot pirate, though. <laughs> that is what my gut is telling me. I do believe that I will see a hot pirate, maybe a, a sassy dragonborn or something, and some kind of gross gnome thing. <laughs> you never know. Your gut is very... Very eloquent. It's specific, yes, yes, it is rather specific <laughs> at times. <laughs> uh, well, I figure we have no contacts in Cranoth to begin with, so this is probably a good place to start. I'm sort of saying this to the boys, so not him. That'd be weird. Boys, 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 boys. Uh, well, thank you very much, Soth, for going out of your way to to warn us. Hey, uh. Zoth, real quick. Um, you're kind of, you know, been around plagues for a while. Uh, we've all sure. had a dose of red sickness. It wasn't that fun. Uh, any tips on how to avoid it if we're going into, you know, a plague zone? Did you say that you have had red sickness in the past? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a long story, but... We had it and got cured. Oh. Oh, right. I pity on the poor fool who had to give his life for that cure. But nevertheless, if you have managed to consume the cure to red sickness that way, then you will be fine as long as you are not uh, directly ingesting the sickness, shall we say. You will be fine to enter the city itself if there is indeed an outbreak there, but uh, I, I would maybe take care not to be uh, scratched or spit on or, or, or kissed or anything intimate of that nature by uh, someone who is I, I know it is disappointing oh, obviously I love, I love being spat on oh yeah no same same 
but perhaps avoid uh, things of that nature from anyone suffering from the sickness. I'm low-key hoping at this point that it's Granoth's full raccoon city and we just go in and like it's gonna be zombie survival while we try and find our shit. It's like a Mr. X in oh, there. Mithras is frothing at the idea of that. Uh, before I before I allow you to continue on, on your journey and continue with mine, I have a question that you may be able to verify some information for me. You have recently come from the Starlet Rock, yes? Yeah, man. Right. Uh, so while you were there, did you by any chance uh, see... And he kind of seems to like visibly like struggle with his words here. Like he's really trying to think about how he's going to phrase this. Uh, you wouldn't have by any chance seen... And do forgive me for the blunt way that I put this. And I assure you that this is information I don't believe myself. But you didn't by any chance see the dead not staying dead, did you? Yeah, uh, you mean? Oh. A little bit, eh? <laughs> oh, well. Well. Hmm. Shit. That is, <laughs> that is unfortunate, isn't it? Oh, shit. Okay, so, uh, and he, he reaches into, like, a pocket in his armor and kind of pulls out a bit of paper and reads it over, and he goes, oh, well, that really puts all this back into perspective, doesn't it? And he kind of puts it back, and he puts it back in his pocket, and he says, so, in addition to everything I've just told you, uh, it appears that Cranoff is also, uh, hmm, seemingly afflicted with what you have experienced in the Starlet Rock as well, and the dead are not currently staying dead at the moment. Raccoon City, baby! (laughs) (laughs) What are we waiting for? (laughs) Oh, wow. Yes, I, I am. I am hoping that my my journey to the Temple of the Crimson Shears will uh, shed some light on this situation. But uh, as I'm sure you can tell, the uh, the dead no longer staying in the ground is something of a problem. Hmm. I mean, are they what? Just like a, a problem, problem, or is it like a bad guy is taking advantage of their problem? Oh, well, who's to say? I'm sure that some unscrupulous folks will attempt to take advantage of this problem, but at the moment it appears to just be a, a well, as you say, a problem problem. Uh, as I'm sure that someone in your position is aware, the gods are not entirely connected to the world at the moment, so uh, the most we can stay on the, the lid of these sorts of problems, the better. Does this mean that we can't die? Uh, that's probably a theory you don't really want to put to the test. Super. <laughs> 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 I got you there, didn't I? Haha, <laughs> 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 psych. <laughs> I guess we can investigate that for you. No problem. Uh, and Mordai, what were you going to say? I was just going to ask if there's a special way to kill or to, you know, stop these people that aren't dead. Headshots, uh, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I'm hoping he's going to say. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, well, uh, based on the uh, reports that I have received out of the city, uh, it would appear that the, uh, shall we say, destruction of the physical form does seem to uh, slow them down somewhat. You would hope so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> slow them down. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you see, the, the the problem would appear to be that their souls are not capable of moving on from their physical form, so uh, they're just kind of stuck there. Can we help them? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I'm hoping that my journey north will provide some of those answers. Right, okay. 
Well, anyway, great chats, lad. I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> good. Thanks. <laughs> We're getting really good at conversations. So yeah, that means no, a lot. I, no I, I, can, I can tell. Just that I'd drop by, give you some exposition, and then fuck off again. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, the salt. No, not, not, a, not to worry, Mordai. Goodbye, Poe. See Goodbye. you later. Nice uh, absolutely. I will see you later. Catch you in the break room, am I right? <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, you hang up first. <laughs> no you we're all just yeah. standing there staring at each other uh, then, then he, uh, he he walks uh, directly up the road but it's kind of like it's between Poe and Mithra so he's like oh, excuse, excuse me just sort of crossing through it and then just carries on straight up the road and like he's not on a horse or anything he's just walking you know this is what's missing from all the best D&D podcasts just Awkward real interactions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, finally, a new game where you can roleplay someone who's not good at social interaction. <laughs> you know what? Spend all day having awkward conversations with people. Why not put it in your fantasy too? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, it's a little, a little touch of realism, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... After that, after that conversation, uh, sort of like briefly, like I guess, like out of character, quote unquote, you do remember. Like your characters would remember this. There's no way that any of you would remember this, or really anyone listening to this would necessarily remember this because it was so long ago. Um, but you would remember that when you spoke to Fergus Ferguson, y'all remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so when you spoke to him mm. way back in Fernshire, uh, he recommended that when you get to Cranoff, you look up his sister, Bonnie Bonnison. That's right. Definitely remember that. You guys yes. are very good liars. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I'm very impressed. So I'm just going to open the, the quest uh, log real quickly. Um, <laughs> Just to recap for myself and for everyone. Main main quest, get the sword. Uh, maybe sub in that, look up Bonnie Bonison. Side quest, get the chicken on the, the lucky's tail. Uh, and other side quests, which we may have failed by now, save the little soldier boy. That's part of the main quest, though, isn't it? Because... Big bad dude has little soldier boy. Yeah, it's in the same same area, but um, <laughs> it's in the same area. But I feel like that's oh. still side quest optional. Am I right? Optional. Am I missing something? For more XP, <laughs> I, I don't. Believe, I don't believe you are missing anything. Okay, cool. This is good. We caught up. Cool. Close okay. quest lock. <laughs> Resume Open game. map. Fast travel. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot fast travel to a location you haven't discovered. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you, what are you, Summon mount. Doing? Summon mount. Okay. Uh, a horse appears in a hill, like, just over the road, but it's, like, half in the hill. It's on the roof. <laughs> yeah, it's on the roof. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, you just, you just like you just like click the whistle button like six times until he uh, eventually shows up. Yeah, uh, I guess on. we Come we on, uh, walk, walk. That was really good, by the way. Um, we we walk a on lot or of Witcher Three. We we just keep walking to Cranoff. 
Okay, sweet. All right. It's, I mean, that's what I assumed you would do, but I wouldn't want to put words in you. <laughs> good move. Yeah. Good move. Yeah. Nice. 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 Uh, so you, you you continue you continue along the road. Uh, the weather is pretty good. Well, it's pretty good. You feel like it should be changing. You feel like the seasons should be should be changing. It should be getting colder, but it's not. Which is kind of weird. But you know, you've got a lot of other things to worry about, so it it kind of it kind of passes you by. Uh, but eventually, the seasons gods are gone. Yeah, uh, and eventually you arrive at Cranoth. Before you stands the largest wall you've ever seen, and. The road leads down into a shallow kind of valley before uh, branching out into this low concourse where you can see multiple arched entranceways into the city. And the wall is just uh, like sheer and pockmarked with holes and lookouts and like uh, stretching away into kind of like the the foothills and the mountains that kind of mark the the southern border of this like portion of the land of Iannis. Like just the city is just sprawling and like there are towers and buildings and and tents and just all kinds of shit just sprawling out and this the whole city is just a, a a monument to to mortal excess greed and ambition you have never seen such a large and ridiculous city in your life but down at the bottom of this wall uh sort of in this little valley below you uh each entranceway is flanked by what appears to be little ticket booths and for so for several meters in front of the city uh there's uh, appears to be like all these like dividers and lines and colored arrows and things that are pointing in different directions being like if you have this go here and like branching off in different directions and there's symbols indicating that you should be going here or doing that or this other thing and you you try and follow these lines and sort of figure out some kind of logic arrangement to the whole thing but you're very quickly overwhelmed by the the complexity of the whole arrangement but what is most perplexing about this whole thing is that Kranov is a city of you know easily a million people but there's no one on the outside there's no one trying to get in or get out what do you do Mithras knocks an arrow yeah I'd Let's I, do think, I think Poe's got his uh, nunchucks out too. Kachek. With super trepidation, uh, we'll head towards just whatever the nearest archway is. As you kind of like get closer, you see like signs hanging up on the wall uh, saying like, you know, have your gem pass ready or please ensure that your 46B form is correctly filled out on, you know, advertisements <laughs> for things like, you know, don't have a regulation pen, visit uh, Shamboy's Pen Emporium and th- th- things like that. Uh, but a lot of a lot of notifications for, uh, you know, having your gem pass ready and please ensure that you're in the correct line. Uh, but as you're kind of walking through, you realize that a lot of the like dividers and things like that for sort of keeping things in order have been like has been strewn over uh, and there's bits of uh, paper everywhere there are little these little sort of pink crystals on the ground which you would assume uh, are the gem passes that the the signs are talking about and there's rubbish all over the place which seems really weird because like the city itself is quite clean um, but for some reason there's just stuff all over the place and as you approach the closest ticket booth, uh, you hear this kind of hollow uh, sort of gasping sound, like a... Uh, uh, what do you do? Jesus. Um, uh, look, look to the source of it. Where is uh, it coming it from? It's yeah. coming from the, the ticket booth. 
Uh, and the, the and this the, the entrance, like each kind of archway entrance, is probably like three or four meters wide, and there's like a booth on each side. This is one of those ticket booths where you can like tip it over. I uh, know it's, it's like it's like built into the wall. Oh, okay. It's like it's like the it's like the one at the Auckland Zoo that's like built into the big <laughs> elephant foot thing on the gate. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Everyone will understand. <laughs> yeah. There's a reference people will get. Um, Mental image perfect. So real quickly, uh, Poe's gonna pull like a, a sash or maybe like a like a sheet type thing out of uh, his bag, and he's gonna rip up three streaks for for everyone to like tie around their their faces. Mm. Thank you. Um, and then I guess we're just gonna edge over and and peek into the booth. <laughs> and the sound gets like louder and louder as you get closer as sound has a habit of doing. And Pope peeks his head over the, the counter. Uh, you see on the other side of the counter something familiar, but also something that you've actually never seen before, which is you see a man with grey skin, like what you've seen in the Starlet Rock. But this man appears to be pinned to the desk by a large spear going straight through his body and into the desk. And this man, this this husk, is struggling against the spear, trying to pull himself off it. And you can see that the, the hole going through his back and out the front of his chest has actually been worn larger by his struggling against this spear. And every time he moves and shifts against it... <laughs> As he tries to get off the spear. But he does thankfully appear to be fairly uh, well stuck to the desk. Uh, Poe kind of cringes a wee bit and uh, and nods at Mithras. <laughs> what? Should, should we try talking to him first? I think we might be past that point. Ah. <sighs> Okay. Mithras, um, <laughs> draws his arrow and all right, and and clean. So wait, so is he? So I'm I'm just trying to picture this. Is he like? Is his upper half bent over? Yes. The desk. Ah, yep. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's like he was caught napping at the desk, and someone just stabbed him straight through the back. Ah, uh, okay. That's very important because um, I'm going to shoot him through the top of his head, so the uh, the arrow goes into his body. Um, okay, all right. Yeah, just little details, you know. Okay. Obviously, Can I, do that? I love how your arrows are just like like rifle barrel titanium. <laughs> <laughs> this arrow can get through a skull. <laughs> keep going. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, yeah, you you just you just you you do that, like you don't have to like roll yeah, for cool. it or, or, or anything uh, make a perception check for me uh, actually every, everyone make perception checks as well sweet ass perception uh, okay so Mithras what did you get on that perception check uh, solid 6 a solid Twelve. 6 uh huh 17 mm. you are the disease oh. guy you are right, that's true. Uh, so as as Mithras uh, puts this uh, shell, well, I mean, he doesn't really, really put him out of his misery. He physically can't die, but, you know, he, he does kind of, you <laughs> know, makes it worth. blunt a lot of the uh, the, the pain. Um, Mithras, Whoa, yeah, so Mithras. this thing's not dead. Wait, is this one no. of those dead thingies that came back to life? 
Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just thought it was a guy. He's just like killing it, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, you uh, and you would have recognized that as well. Ah, because you've seen them before in the Starlet Rock. Anything to add that notch to the belt? Of eh? course. Okay, continue. Uh, so, yeah, so you, you just totally wasted the arrow, but, yeah, you know, whatever, it's fine. Uh, but I, I, die. So, like, these things, sorry, these things can't die at all. No. So now he's just in more pain because he's got a spear through his stomach and an arrow through his head. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the one who did it. We've, we've increased his suffering. <laughs> Again, I'm not the one who shot the arrow. <laughs> but he's already no dead, so prince. it's okay. Let's start kicking him at the death. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boys, we're going to have to beat him to death. I did think about putting, putting <laughs> we'll him out of his misery, quick. but I'm Just not sure nunchucks <laughs> is the way to like quickly and safely <laughs> execute somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What if, Mordai, what if you use your sword to just behead him? Would that work? But that's not, that, I, I think thought we realized it's not going to really work, though. We're just it? mutilating the body at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're just, <laughs> it's just getting weird at the front gate. We have yeah. to know how to deal with these before we go any further. I hope everyone's dead, because otherwise someone's just seen three people come into the city <laughs> and just start wailing on a half-dead body. <laughs> <laughs> constantly saying like, um, <laughs> "Which side of <laughs> Stop screaming! <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> We're helping with nunchuck. <laughs> We're the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so while Mithras does this, Mordai, you notice uh, on the ground uh, a uh, like a little poster. Uh, and on there is a, a charcoal drawing of someone that you know very well, uh, and that person is the Golden Blade. Oh, yo, boys, check it out. Uh, and uh, Mithras and Poe, uh, Mordai shows you a, a small wanted poster that says, Wanted, dead or alive, the Golden Blade for crimes against the high government. Well, at least we've got friends here. Not the only one's looking for him. Uh, and can I get uh, Mithras for you to make another perception check for me, please? <laughs> oh, eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, what's your bonus? What's your bonus? Yeah, what's your bonus? Zero. It's all in my decks. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> I put it all in my decks. Yeah. yeah. Oh my dick. That's just two. From the floor. <laughs> wow, gross. Um uh, so as as you're as you're kinda of like looking at this little poster being like, oh, that's cool. Uh you begin to hear this sort of I guess I guess the most accurate way to describe it would be whooping. Like a like a woo. Ooh, that, 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 but but not not quite right. It, it sounds a little bit sounds a little bit hollow. Sounds a little bit uh, a little bit off. Like someone's like someone's heard of the concept of fun before, but they've kind of 
that still don't really understand what it means <laughs> to sound like you're having a good time. And this the sound uh, is beginning to uh, be- get closer and closer to you uh, until you, uh, you you see uh, at the end uh, at the end of the the sort of square beyond. So uh, past past this kind of archway is like again much like the Auckland Zoo, uh, a big kind of uh, clearing uh, where you know there's like a, a bit of a, a centerpiece and you know there's paths like going off to like the Pride Lands or the, the Kiwi enclosure and that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, except obviously, you know, it's it's a fantasy city. Cranoff is the Auckland Zoo. Oh, I'll be honest, it's the, the map is they they lay over atop of each other perfectly. And so you hear this kind of uh, sort of discordant uh, whooping sound, uh, kind of coming closer, uh, until you uh, sort of see like some kind of movement above the rooftops at the far end of the of the courtyard. Uh, and then uh, it is at this point uh, Mordai that you see another piece of paper uh, on the ground. Uh, and it seems to have been, like, kind of torn down uh, at some point. And you kind of read, like, half of a piece of, uh, half of, a piece of message. Uh, and all you can make out is evacuate and south end of city. What end are we in? Do we know? You would be in the north end. <laughs> oh, shit. Seen some movement out there, guys. Uh, Just be vigilant. Is a idea. Should we just walk around the city? Possible. How big is the city? Uh, Poe, make an intelligence check. Oh, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> Seventeen plus nothing. Seventeen. Do you have an intelligence modifier of zero? I'm yeah, I'm a wise too. dummy. I'm wise, oh, okay. but not smart. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Well, seventeen is fine. Uh, you you know that 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 Kranoth is the only way south. Uh, the, the the mountain ranges surrounding Kranoth are incredibly treacherous, very dangerous, uh, and the reason why Kranoth is so uh, prosperous and large is because it is the only uh, safe and sure way to get south. Well, lucky it's such a safe and sure way through the city then, full of dead things. Isn't that convenient for our dungeon master? Uh, well, we're going on a bear hunt, and I'm a little bit scared, but there's no way around it, there's no way over it, there's no way under it, so we've got to go through it. <laughs> Just keep I your weapons ready. Buddy. Yeah, solid. <laughs> That's all uh, in my okay, head so- now. <laughs> swish, 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 swish. <laughs> Through the zombies' heads. Through the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay. So so as, as, so you you guys are just like kind of carrying on through through this like courtyard. Yeah. Again, Carefully. super like if it is possible to ready an attack outside of combat, I've done that. Right. Yeah. Okay. That, we're, that, we're that's like, Charlie's angels like back to back to backing. Each yeah, other, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, the courtyard. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, also, Poe has. Uh, Here's a surprise. He's had this since the start. Poe has his darts out, not his nunchucks anymore. He's got ranged weapons. He has like little cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Poe's just so anxious he started smoking again after (laughs) after quitting 20 years ago. Um, (laughs) No, he's he's got like, uh, yeah, steel combat darts out. Oh, actually, yeah, I think I do actually remember him having those. Yeah, I have those as well, actually. Yeah, I, I, I recommend range weapons for a start. I mean, we'd, he did say if we get the viscera and shit all over us, that you know we could still get this disease. So we should try and minimize that. Yeah, good idea. 
Okay, so you guys are you guys are progressing through this courtyard very cautiously. Uh, the the air in the city is is so still, is so still for such a large city. The the air is awfully still, and there's a a kind of an oppressive element hanging over this area like the the kind of of pressure in the air that you get before a storm when you know that soon uh things will be uh unleashed and and the the pressure will be released but for now there is a feeling in the air that there is something about to happen uh and and this the city is is so quiet you can't even you can't even hear like the kind of bustle and hubbub of a city in the background it's just the air is the air is dead uh, and you kind of make it about halfway through and then you hear that sound again that that hollow kind of whooping sound and it is it is definitely getting a lot closer uh, and as you get about uh, probably sort of halfway across the square and sort of like in the middle there's like a, a, a statue uh, to uh, Kalanis who's the, the god of, of valor uh, and he's kind of like standing there and he's got like his sword raised high uh, but like the a bit of the sword has kind of like snapped off and you know there's obviously been like a bit of a bit of a brouhaha around this uh, around the statue uh, and you probably get about halfway across uh, and then the whooping sound is suddenly like way closer and then as quick as anything coming over a roof and then dropping down into the square with you is what looks like what might have once been an elf except this elf is covered in these like red uh, sort of sores and like their the the veins on their their arms and hands and face are like very red and very pronounced uh, but most perversely of all this this elf's eyes uh one is solid milky white and the other one is just solid black and he's wearing uh this like kind of ripped uh hat also in black and white uh sort of like a a vest again black and white and these uh sort of dress pants one leg black one leg white uh and his legs are disturbingly both like two or three feet long or even four feet long each so he's just got these massively long legs and then this kind of normal length torso and arms and he kind of clambers down from the roof like some kind of half spider all the while letting out this strange joyous haunted whooping sound uh, and he kind of he drops down to the ground and he looks at you with one black eye and one milky white eye lets out that whooping sound And that's where we're going to call it this week. No! It's so gross. Damn. I could see that in my head. That, that, those cries of disappointment are some of my favorite sounds in the whole <laughs> world. <laughs> Cool. Well, I hope everyone uh, enjoyed themselves uh, this week. I certainly had a lot of fun. Um, if you have any questions about what happened on uh, tonight's show, you can always find us uh, on Twitter. We are at for CNG Podcast, uh, or you can find us on uh, Facebook. We're under for Crits and Giggles. Uh, uh, I personally am at Mr. K underscore Bennett. Just you know, fucking at me or whatever. It's cool. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, where you can leave us a five star rating and review, uh, like this one from 
an obvious alias who says up there with the best gotta say this is one of the most impressive real play podcasts that I have ever come across the DM has put an incredible amount of effort into building and describing his world to the players and listeners he is funny but fair and would be a pleasure for anyone to play with bless you he uses a wide range of play styles to weave a gripping and intricate story into a deep and mysterious landscape the cast are not only hilarious that's hilarious with a space between every single letter uh, but are also all believable role players who know how to use both jovial and serious tones to their best capacity and someone marked that review as helpful which I think is pretty cool <laughs> yeah so I mean so thank you uh, who, whoever, whoever that is um, for, for, for those very kind words so we'll be back uh, next time uh, with more stuff uh, but until then stay safe Always turn your guest watch off. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Topical. Topical. Uh, until next time, stay safe. Remember to turn your blowtorch off before you go to Smoko. Uh, and may all your hits be crits.